welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Have you ever had a question for the opposite sex in which you seek to be answered authentically? On this podcast, that is exactly what we do. I discuss intimate topics with guests as they share their point of view about dating, sex and relationships. We are raw and authentic to reveal the essence of how the opposite sex feels about today's topic we are exploring. If you have a question, please feel free to write to us and ask. It just might inspire our next episode and get answered. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's dive in deep to today's topic. Welcome to our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast. I'm Sarah Finlay and thank you so much for listening. This week, I watched a very inspirational video called It's Time to Wake Up. Every moment in life, we have a choice to live by design or default. We can create our own reality as life is about choices every single day. So today, we are discussing It's Time to Play Big and Share Your Gift with the World. I've invited the man behind the video, Brandon Bozar. He helps visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders master their life's work by integrating their fear so they can experience true freedom. Brandon has a coaching business, holds retreats, workshops, and seminars in the US and abroad. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. (laughs) So firstly, I want to say thank you for being you and turning up to life authentically and helping people find their purpose and self-love. You have been brave to live authentically. As my coach and I say all the time, happiness isn't for chicken shits. Tough decisions have to be made sometimes to live authentically and experience true true joy. You decided to be brave and change everything in your life. You decided it was time to play big and share your gifts with the world. Tell us about this moment when everything shifted. Mm. It's really interesting because the moment, there was nothing in my environment that triggered the moment outside of an accumulation of the pain of everything that was around me that wasn't me. Okay. So it was this moment when I was um, living on the East Coast and I was asking myself, okay, is this what I want? And I just started analyzing what's what's in front of me. What what Where am I existing right now? Because this seems like this, it's one of those things you keep making small choices every day that suck. And then five years later, you're like, how'd I end up here? It was one of those yeah, moments. Yeah, okay. So I'm like looking around at my environment. I'm like, okay, I'm doing steroids. I was... Drinking and smoking every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I was um, a one-night stand after one-night stand, just seeking validation, seeking significance in any vice in any way. And then at the same time, I had like a meditation practice, and I was like doing my spiritual work. I was like, how is everything so out of balance? Um, I was also in a sales organization, and I was the number one earner, and I thought that's what I always wanted. Right. Then I said to myself, "If if that's what I always wanted... Why is everything else so out of whack? But I thought I had what I wanted. Yeah. So this must not be it for me. So I just had this moment where I said, if I continue down this path, this isn't the, the life I envisioned. And at the moment, I didn't have any clarity on what I wanted to do. I just knew what I didn't want to do. Okay. So I just started saying no to all those things. I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that. I stopped abusing steroids. I stopped all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I said no to it all. I went vegan. I cut all my vices out. And my commitment to myself was... I'm only going to do that, which is 100% representative of my excitement from now on, not mm-hmm. 90, not 99%. So then in that moment, I said, well, what is it now? And literally all I could come up with was Facebook Lives. Okay. And writing. Okay. So my days consisted of waking up, going to the gym, doing a Facebook, or, uh, going to Starbucks, writing for like three or four hours, writing what? Didn't really know. 
and doing a Facebook Live at night. Oh wow! And I had no promise or security when it comes to when it came to income. It was yeah. a horrible container for money. It would come in and I'd spend it right away. So I'm sitting here like, okay, I'm, I'm really trusting the unknown. Yeah. I read this book, uh, this quote by Deepak Chopra in his book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, and he said. To find certainty, you must face the wisdom of uncertainty. And I'm like, well, this is pretty f- uncertain right now. <laughs> Let's see if this little one-liner means anything, you know? So I just threw myself in the fire. And what I started realizing is, man, when you face uncertainty, you really face all parts of yourself. Mm. When you say yes to uncertainty, you're saying yes. Well, you're, everything that's not representative of who you are comes up. Yeah. Because in uncertainty, you just find out more about who you really are. Yeah. So all that stuff blocking you from like naturally knowing how you're meant to serve and show up has to come up yeah. because you're detaching from the past. You're not saying, I know what I need to do. This is what I've learned. This is what I've been taught. You're saying, I have no idea and that's okay. Let's be with the moment and see what shows up and honor that and trust that. And that's a scary thing for most people. And it's not because they're going to die. 99% of the people, especially in the freaking Western world, if they quit their job right now, they'd have enough to eat. They'd have a, pl- a place to sleep, they'd have water, they'd have oxygen, and they'd have relationships, and they'd be able to act on some sort of creative expression. Yeah. These are some of the neutral needs of every human. And if the worst case scenario for them became true, it still wouldn't be death. It would, And it probably wouldn't even be being on the street. They probably have some sort of relationship. They have some sort of safety net. Yeah. But it's their own, they're in their own way of judging that as a failure, as being ashamed. Well, if I, if I do fail, then this happens. I'd have to move back in with my parents. I'd have to do this. I couldn't have all these nice things. Yeah. So we have all these attachments and beliefs in the way, but literally 99% of people can quit their job. Yeah. They really can. Yeah. And it's not that jobs are bad, but I'm just overgeneralizing where most people are at. Most people are in a place of my job isn't filling me right now, at least according to statistics. Yeah. I think it's like 77% of Americans feel oh, like unfulfilled wow. with what they do. So I just trusted that and I said, okay, well, if I am truly operating from the heart, I have to be supported because that's my belief is that's how we were designed. Yeah. And our, it's our natural state to work in coherence with mind and heart, meaning in this moment with who I am, I'm following my excitement. And the brain has very little to do with that. It's very much your your heart's intelligence. It's very mm-hmm. much, this is who I am. This is what's exciting. And as long as I follow that, I have to receive more of that. Yeah. So it was in that flow. And then a couple months later, um, still doing the same thing. I had a check show up for $1,800 from a court case that settled five years prior. Wow. From an odd job that I worked mm-hmm. that paid all my bills one month. And I was like, literally like the secret, you know, think positive. <laughs> yeah. So that actually happened. I was like, wow, I'm starting to feel supported. Okay, mm-hmm. universe, great. Month two, I had this hit. And this is where I really started to learn how to communicate with my intuition and really yeah. ask questions and receive answers and guidance. And it was start a newsletter, start a newsletter. I'm like, oh, I'm going to start a newsletter. don't know how to do it, but I'm going to do it. So I put a newsletter. And it was like my fourth issue. I put one out and it landed in the inbox of a, of a woman moments before she was going to kill herself. Wow. So she had a handful of sleeping pills and she was sitting in her car looking at the beach and she was going to take them and mm. go in the ocean and go to sleep. Wow. And she's sitting there and she works with spirits. So she's communicating with her guides and she's asking questions and, and um, condemning them. Like, how could you betray me? I don't trust you anymore. Mm. And this and that. And they're saying, turn on the radio, turn on the radio. So she's like, turns on the radio. A song plays. 
And mind you, when I, after this whole thing was done and she told me about all of this, it was, there was so much validation mm. in like the spiritual work that I am involved in now when I heard yeah. her experience. So she turns on the radio and a song plays and the song started playing and word for word, the first lyric said, you should stay a little bit longer. Oh, that's beautiful. And she goes, oh, I don't want to. And so it's crying. Like, yeah. I don't want to stay. I don't want to stay. And then that next moment, she gets an email from me entitled, I'm excited to die. And then within that, <laughs> yeah, it was like, yes, when you die, you can leave behind all the worry, doubt, fear, shame, guilt, and pain. But you don't have to die to experience what that could be like now. Mm. So here's some things you could do to feel better. And she responded to me. And she's like, I want you to coach me. And I was like, coach you for what? I didn't even know I've coached basketball before. I didn't really, I knew a little bit about like life coaching. I knew who Tony Robbins was. I knew like the spiritual figures and this and that, Yeah. but I wasn't identified with that. Yeah. So I'm like, coach you for what? We get on a call. She has a tall order. I mean, every aspect of her life, she wanted to change from family stuff to career stuff, to health, to um, dating, all of it, holistic okay. change. And I'm like, man, this is a tall order. But the moment that my ego mind, my small self said that, this is a tall order, I don't know about this. It's like my higher mind interrupted. It's like, this is, this is for you. Like, mm. this, is, this is a divine moment for you. Take this, own this. So I was like, yes. And that became my first client. Wow. And that is what opened the door to helping transform people's lives because her transformation was so significant and so intense in such a short amount of time. I use that that feedback. So what happened to her a couple of months later? What so four months later, she lost 35 pounds. That was her goal. Yep. She healed the relationship with her dad, which his, her dad was abusive as a child. So okay. they now, and they didn't speak. They'd speak on and off maybe like once a year. Okay. And he's in his 80s now. And yep. started getting tea once a week. Okay. She didn't date for over like 10 years. So now she started dating and meeting guys again which was a big step. Mm, yeah. And last but not least, she quit the job that she was in. And now she's totally in her genius zone. She's like, she's amazing when it comes to building curriculum okay. and like infusing a higher level of education mm -hmm. and a higher level of consciousness into the curriculum, but using language that you can meet kids where they're at. Yeah. Okay. So it's really like, next, next level stuff. And, yeah. and not just the information itself, but, how to teach them properly and how to measure it. So she does this whole, where she can go into a classroom, whip up everyone's test grades, make it fun. Like she is just like this classroom transformational genius. Wow. So Which is what the education system needs as well. Yes, yeah. So she was able to move out from what she was doing and just do that full time, which was less hours and, and better pay. Okay. So that all happened within like between four to six months. Wow. And I wasn't really aware of it because we were meeting like two to three days a week. And it's kind of like our heads were down just doing this. Yeah. And then we kind of popped up and she's like, do you realize where we are? Look at what we've done. I'm like, oh my God. Wow, we did do that. Yeah. And I was like, man, maybe this is a calling. Yeah. You know? And then that was the catalyst, mm -hmm. you know? That's yeah. brilliant. Um, I love the quote Thank you me. have on your website. Your freedom begins when the war within you ends. Mm -hmm. Can you explain this to our listeners? What does this yeah. mean? So the war within ourselves is really a war against our own belief system, which yeah. is the personality construct, which is completely and totally artificial. Now, the problem with most people is they fully identified with their personality self. They say, I am a man that has this job. I'm a hard worker. 
I am lazy. I'm an introvert. They, they start, they identify with all of these labels and definitions and they've never decided once for themselves what their definition of those things are. They just took them on. Yeah. said, oh, I've learned that I'm this from my environment. I've learned that I'm not. I learned that I'm this. So then anytime they have a little blip of inspiration to change, it's like they're carrying thousands of pounds of baggage of definitions and beliefs that their ego self will defend to the death because mm-hmm. it doesn't want to die. So any sort of inspiration that says, you can do this, you can have this, which... In my world, that's all I see nowadays. Mm. And there's so many people putting that message out there now because the world is shifting that someone sees that they're like, oh, that's for other people. I can't because I'm a hard worker and they're talking about doing it easy. I'm skeptical. Mm. And they create all these reasons and whatnot. And it has nothing to do with the environment, has everything to do with who they think they are. Mm -hmm. So it's this identity thing. So the war within yourself is when you're identified with all these disempowering beliefs that aren't truly representative of how you're meant to serve, mm-hmm. which is measured, measured by your excitement. Yeah. So when you're in that excitement and you're in the, like they call it the gamma state, gamma okay. um, brain frequency state, that's also called your genius zone. So can you explain that? Yeah. So, so like right now for me, I'm probably, if they measured me, I'm like get, dropping into gamma right now. Cause okay. I'm feeling very clear and you know, yeah. I'm, I, I experience what I'm saying as I'm saying it versus I need to think, construct and deliver. Okay. So it's just, you're just, you're in it's flow, also called sort of flow thing. state. They call yeah. it flow. They call it channeling. It's all the same thing. Okay. And scientists can measure that. And they show that when your brain is in that state, actually there's more blood that goes to your prefrontal cortex and to your creative centers and less that are in the monkey brain and the hind brain, which is just fight or flight, simple decisions. So your potential is actualized when you're in your excitement. Mm -hmm. There's so much science, which science and spirituality, they're totally merging. So when I say science, I'm like, what is science anymore? Because anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. But when you're in your excitement, your biology is literally at its best. So your, your telomeres, things that are responsible for the length of your life, are increasing and building your brain works better you anti-age all of these amazing biology it's your biology is sets you up to follow your bliss which is like a proverb we've heard for thousands of years now we're showing wait now that's that's actually how you're supposed to live mm. not like an, a happy encouragement or something you <laughs> just put on a mug and you're like instagram pic follow your bliss <laughs> it's not that's not what it is it's no no, no. you are meant to and if you don't do that, you're robbing people of your gifts because you're yeah. a puzzle piece. Like you're a puzzle piece. I'm a puzzle piece. I can't be you if I wanted to. Yeah. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I can't feel what excites you. Yeah. Only you can feel that. Yeah. So I can't be you. I'm my puzzle piece. I have to be me. A tree doesn't try to be the, a bush. Yeah. And it's like, God, I wish I was that bush. I'm so pissed off. I'm going to stop <laughs> growing. I'm going to stop my photosynthesis. I wish I was that cat. That doesn't happen in nature. Mm-hmm. We look at nature, cat is, an, is amazing at being a cat. Trees are amazing at being, they are the best at exactly who they are. Yeah, they just be. They're just the best at it. Yeah, yeah, they're the best at being them. So when we do that, which the only way to do that is to clean out all of the clutter that's keeping you from doing that already right now automatically with no thought. It's not something you have to, oh, well, how, do, when, you're all, when you're in that thought already, how do I do it? What do I do? You're already in ego self. You're already in small self, which measures 
everything. So ego doing- self, I would just want to interrupt, is um, usually that that's the word that's used to define like when you're in a fear state, which is all your negative mm. emotions. It can basically. be. That's part of the yeah. ego self because part of the ego self isn't negative. Yeah. Ego at some point, I, I, ego is identity. So as you grow up, you start forming your ego and you start saying, okay, I get it now. I'm a boy and, and you're a girl and I have a loving family. My parents are together. I have a good home. You just start gathering data to create an identity and it serves us to a certain point. And you create beliefs. Yeah, because it will, it will get you to a point of confidence mm-hmm. over time. And it's not that it's like a false confidence because it's your ego, but you're starting to feel your own worth mm-hmm. through your ego. But if you stay there, then you keep, you'll, you'll find these false outlets of validation mm-hmm. and happiness and love. But it acts as like this. It's like, I keep doing this. It's like a, uh, it's just a path of evolution. So we have to form a personality structure because that's how reality is um, molded. Mm-hmm. Right. We have this personality, this personality through my personality. I make choices mm-hmm. so the choices I make the, those dictate the results I get as I align my personality structure, which essentially is my beliefs, my emotions, and what I do. Mm-hmm. Those are the three human things, what I believe, what I think and feel and what I do. So those three things determine everything about our life, our level of income, our relationships, our happiness, how we measure our success and our worth. Everything has to do with that. Now, the process of transcending the personality or the ego, we can call it, they're the same thing, is a re-identification process. So no longer do I identify with me being this physical self only, which is confined to the titles and the definitions that I've created to try to make sense of who I am and identify myself. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm not really the youngest in my family that, you know, had dropped out of college. It's not really who I am. Those are experiences this small self has had, mm-hmm. but who am I? And that brings up the question of, well, who am I? And it's like Eckhart Tolle, he was, had the clearest example of this. He, he asked himself one question. He says, he goes, I always tell myself, I tell myself there's two there's two of me so who's the i and who's the myself right yeah and this is not new stuff Mm -hmm. you know this has been talked about for thousands of years but that's where the secret is that's where like the magic is is whoa i'm not this physical body i'm this divine energy that always has and always will be that science can prove can't be destroyed just transformed so if i can start seeing myself and all others in that way and all things I treat things with a certain respect because I go, oh man, this is me too. You're, mm-hmm. you're me too. You're of the same. You're of the same. Wow. And just that level of consciousness and awareness, little things that the small self needed to feel worthy or just okay being start falling off. Mm. But that's a big jump for a lot of people. So meeting them where they're at and we untangle those beliefs and the personality that keep them there. Mm. The, the, solution that marketers will say is well here's a new system here's a new business opportunity do all this do all this you're going to make tons of money this way you're going to whatever and they give you a strategy Mm -hmm. or they give you a business plan or they say here's a great idea versus what beliefs are keeping you from already being there 
because I can give you a hammer, but if you don't have the belief that you could use the hammer or you don't know how to use the hammer, you're not going to build a house. Mm. You can't. So everyone's like trying to hand you these solutions so you and, and teach you more. But really, it's a process of unlearning the personality structure because in that unlearning, you're just not, you're naturally aligning yourself with more of your higher self mm-hmm. and, your, and your divine self. And that's where, that's where your power is. That's when you can actually hear your own intuition. Mm-hmm. And what I believe is we're, we're moving into a stage where we are waking up. And what that means is I'm in constant consort with my intuition and I'm my best teacher. And the others around me are reflecting who I am as well. So I, in my coaching, I use relationships as mirrors mm-hmm. to say, what must I be believing about myself to be agreeing to be in relationship with this person. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah. Should we say that again? <laughs> yeah. So what must I be believing about myself to be agreeing to be in relationship with this person? Very important. Very important. Yeah. Relationships will show you all of your subconscious stuff. There's all these modalities out there. How to find your subconscious beliefs, this, this, and that. You have to, you can't do it. You have to have like a psych, I, I've even heard the word, uh, a psychic surgeon, psychic <laughs> surgery, like subconscious belief. You can't change them. So I'm going to perform psychic surgery. Whoa. Yeah. I've heard that. But there and there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I, oh man, that's another conversation. I got to show you the picture. He looks like the guy with like a total wizard. All love to him. But anyway, yeah, right. all of our beliefs are present in what's around us and how we're seeing them. Yeah. So when we start seeing, okay, well, how am I, how am I perceiving this? How do I perceive war? How do I perceive my friends? How do I perceive my income? Yeah. How am I, what's my relationship with all of those things? We'll tell you what your relationship with yourself is. Yeah. So if my relationship with money, if I had, let's say $10,000 in the bank account and I felt more confident than before, like I'm killing it now. Mm. Then I know that I'm putting my value in money. Yeah. That I'm saying I'm better, more achieving, and more confident when I have more money, which uh, on a deeper level means I'm a slave to money. I'm attached to it. I need it. Yeah. So I'll never be fulfilled with by money, mm. even if I have a bunch, right? Or if money wasn't there, and I was perfectly okay with that, then that's saying, well, I, I am unattached to money. Mm. In that space, you're creating room for money to come in. It just then depends on okay. Do I believe I'm worthy of money or is money something necessary right now for me to express what I need to express? Because some people, for what they need right now, they don't need an extra $10,000 in the bank account. Mm. Like there's one, everyone listening has one available next step to them. If they think of, man, what's the most exciting thing I could think about doing right now? They just think about the question, even if it's vague. And even if it's so vague, like, I just want to help people. And they ask, okay, well, how? Well, I mean, I guess I kind of like talking about veganism. Okay, what's one next step that's really exciting that you can just do now to start exploring that? They don't need all the stuff they think they need. No. I had a month. This is this was a groundbreaking, earth-shattering, paradigm-shifting month. I was sitting. I was surf couching. Surf couching? Couch surfing. <laughs> I was couch surfing. Surf couching sounds Surf- fun. I yeah, think I need to do that because there's no waves at the moment. <laughs> you could do that. You could do that. Uh, I'll look out for that as yeah. I create it. Um, so I was couch surfing. This is before my 
before I was really in full ownership of my, of my coaching practice and the worth of it. And before I started expanding my message. Mm -hmm. So during the process, I'm couch surfing and I had this thought, I go, man, what would my higher level self and my six figure self, six figures at that time was this like symbol of abundance for me. Like okay. I, was, I was doing six figures as a coach. I, who would I become at that level? Mm. What, would, what would that me do? And I got really specific and I started writing it down. Little things. I encourage all the readers to do this. What would you wear? How would you talk? How would you walk? Where would you spend your money? What would be important to you? All of these things. What, what would you identify with? Would you, could you say you love money just as much as you love a, ki a child? Mm. Or can you say you love, you know, is it all on a level playing field? Are you still this unbalanced, like I need or that, you know, where's your, where are your judgments? So I started writing all this stuff out. And then I asked myself, so what would my six figure coaching self do now? And I started thinking about it. And it was like, the answer was so clear. I just received right from my, I was in meditation where I get 90% of my answers. And I just said, you would coach people. I'm like, huh? That's pretty clear. I haven't been just coaching people. I maybe coach people once a week or two and I kind of just wait for them to ask me for coaching. So I just said, okay, you know what? There's people out there that need what I, my gifts. Mm. I'm just going to coach them. I got on four phone calls, three of them enrolled, and that was my first $10,000 month. Oh, awesome. And like, like two weeks later, I had no website. I had none of the stuff that I thought I needed that I was like waiting to have which most people do. Like they think they need a thing before they can do the thing. Mm. Like I need this money before I get start the business. Oh really? Cause there's a step available now yes. and it's all energy and vibration. So as you step on it, you're giving your brain more evidence that that is you. Mm. Cause you're like, see, look, I'm doing it. I'm in the process. I just completed this step, which are all just funny ways for your ego to say, Oh, maybe I'm wrong and you're right. Maybe this, mm. you can do this. Which in itself is not even, it's not totally necessary. You can skip all that if, if you want to. If you can unlearn all the little steps that you think you need, you can go right there. So anyway, that was this huge paradigm shift of like what I thought I needed to be where I wanted to be. And then getting there, realizing, wow, it's not that I really wanted to be here. It's just I wanted the feeling associated with being here of more freedom and more giving of my gifts and it being received more and more creativity. And the truth was, was I just started doing all those things well before I had a bigger month, an abundant month. Mm. So then when the money came in, it was kind of like, huh, cool. Anyway, like, let's get back to it. No. Yeah, huh. that's it, awesome. It was like a very light feeling. Everyone has an important role to play here on earth and many of us are too scared to play big and keep ourselves small. Why do you think we do this? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, there's so many reasons. I'd say what I see the most, I was just saying this the other day, people think they're not qualified to step into what they want to do mm. because we've been taught that we need things in order to have things or to have a certain level of status or success. We've been taught we need a certain level of education, a certificate. It's so funny, because what is a certificate? It's a permission slip. It's saying, you did this, now I'm giving you permission to go do that. 
Yeah. Now, a lot of people can just give themselves permission. Mm. It just, it comes from, am I, it's, it's more about where you're coming from, your intent and your level of being versus the action. Someone could say, I don't want to do that certification. I'm just going to start doing it now. But they can come from a place of scarcity and fear of, of investing or committing. And they're just trying to get, get, get. And they're saying, I, I'm, I might even do a poor job and I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. But then some people, what they're doing is so natural and exciting that that's their permission. I always tell people the fact that it is exciting for you, that it's your highest form of excitement means that naturally with or without motivation, you're going to get really good at it because there's something that everyone listening and yourself and myself, we do every day and we need zero motivation. Mm. It's just a natural action that we do. I'll read or listen to an audio book every day. I'll coach people. They'll come to me every single day. That's just who I am. Mm. It's an attribute of who I am. So when someone finds that, I'm so excited about this thing. I'm so excited. The fact that they're excited means that they are qualified and they have permission. And all they actually need to do is take the next step. I also think a lot of people, they look at the big vision and the big picture. And because they don't know how it's going to work, they disqualify themselves. I think you get overwhelmed. You get overwhelmed. Yeah, and there's so many steps. And what I've learned over the years is you need to break it down and do something each mm-hmm. day and eventually you get there yep. and try not to focus too much on the bigger picture so you don't feel, feel the overwhelm because the overwhelm freezes you. Yeah. And what you just said, when people do that and that keep and that becomes a pattern, man, I keep, I just, I'm just so overwhelmed. There's such a big picture. I, I, you know, I've never owned a business before. Da, da, da. I just mm. haven't taken any action. And when that keeps happening, what's really happening is they're choosing to, they're choosing that because it's serving them somehow. Mm. They're saying from some level, even though it's quote, not serving them, they have a definition or a belief in place that says, well, if I let this go, this idea that I have to have it all figured out before I start, then I'd actually start. And Mm. that's actually more scary than procrastinating. Actually, and I've definitely been in this boat as well, as people have a fear of failure, but many Mm. people have a bigger fear of success Mm. Mm -hmm. as well. And there can be that. And that's the worthiness of feeling worthy to have the success and what comes with that as well, including the finance and everything like that. Yeah. At this moment, a friend asked me, he goes, what would your mom say if you made a million dollars this month? And he's like, don't think about it too much. Just put yourself in her shoes. Like, be her. What would you mm. say? Just let it out. Well, hope you don't lose it. That's the <laughs> first thing that came out of my mouth. And then the second was, but um, congratulations and I'm proud of you. But the first one, hope, it, hope, don't, hope you don't lose it. Spend it, spend it well. As if yeah. there's like this hint of you're going to lose it. That wasn't what she would say. That was a part of me that I, w- I was judging. And a yeah. belief that I was holding within myself. Like, oh God, what if I lose it? Right, so a good way to find why would I be afraid of success? You ask yourself, what would my friends, family, my relationships do or say if that did happen to me? And mm-hmm. then you're not you're not gonna be right or wrong. You're just tapping into what your filter is, yeah. your your lens of how you're viewing them, which is the reflection of you. Mm-hmm. So relationships can have the ability to be such masterful teachers for us if we know mm-hmm. how to use them. Mm. Yeah. I just went through that. I like to share my story with mm-hmm. my listeners as well. I just went through that 
February this year, actually, mm-hmm. that I really feel like I'm getting ready to really step into my power. But I had this fear holding me back that mm-hmm. particularly my father maybe would judge me if I, you know, was making millions of dollars because mm-hmm. I would like to be a philanthropist as well. Mm-hmm. And I had this healing moment with him that I talked to him and I was like, you know, this is where things are going and this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I always had this belief that I thought that he'd think that I think that I'm better than everyone mm-hmm. else and mm-hmm. I'd have this attitude or right. whatnot. It's tall puppy syndrome. Yeah. Right? Yes, you know about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that wouldn't be because that's not me, but mm-hmm. we had this beautiful conversation together and I told him like, you know, the reason I want to make that sort of money is I want to be a philanthropist. Like mm-hmm. I want to be, you know, getting plastic out of the ocean and mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. And him and I both scuba dive and mm-hmm. he, and I said, would you be proud of me? And mm-hmm. Which was interesting, you know, as a 32-year-old woman turning to your dad, going, would you be proud of me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, of course I'd be proud of you. He goes, but I'm already proud of you. You don't oh. need to be a philanthropist yeah, and yeah. make millions of dollars. I'm like, yeah, but that's where I'm going, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But that was really, that was a super important moment for me because yeah. in that moment I was finally accepted it and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's okay if I have this level of success. Mm-hmm. And I was holding myself back. Yeah. Um, prior to that for sure so i don't know if anyone else can relate to that but super important to try to heal those yeah as well and huge shift yeah and i always tell people it's so powerful that you did that for with with your dad because that always creates such a powerful healing moment for your dad as well and i've had those healing conversations with my parents but a lot of people are so afraid to talk to their parents about it Mm. or to bring it up or to have a healing conversation and what i tell them is you don't have to have a healing conversation with them physically. Yes. Because you're not really upset or you've never really been hurt from them. You've been hurt from your own story that you created around your relationship Mm. with them. So really the forgiveness is always forgiving yourself. Like for you, it would be, I'm forgiving myself for believing that this wouldn't make my dad proud and that would mean whatever it means about me. Yeah. Oh, I created that story. That was controlling me for a long time. Oh my God, I did it. And then you just, and then you have this moment where you take responsibility and you go, that's powerful of me. Yeah. I did it. I did it. That means I can undo it. Why would I do something and then undo it? Well, to learn something. What is that lesson? That I can, the most important thing I can do is make myself proud and then be a vibrational permission slip for someone else to be proud of themselves as well. Yeah. Uh, that's a lesson that's really important. Like I was talking, like I talked about on my website, superpowers and developing your superpowers. I believe we develop our superpowers when we reclaim our power from things we've given them away to all our life. Mm. So for you, that's really a really big superpower to use that story and you on the other side of it as permission for other people. It was a really great, unique way to stand out, to help people, to um, even without doing it intentionally, you just being here doing this is being the example for people that may have been in your shoes, you know, five years ago yeah. and been hesitant. Well, this is actually why I've started this podcast is because mm-hmm. I really want to help people heal and I've had mm-hmm. an interesting story the past few years and I can feel people's pain around me and mm-hmm. people are opening up to me a lot mm-hmm. and I know that it helps and it that that's what motivates me is mm-hmm. completely just to help others so they can step up and i want i would love everyone to be able to lift each other up yeah yeah. in this world so then it'd be a beautiful beautiful. world yeah Yeah. so um um we did but this is great my next question was superpowers (laughs) 
so you say so you talk about the superpowers and that it is formed when you take your power back, which you yep. just mentioned. So how do you get awareness to know when you aren't in your power? Mm. So anytime you're in I mean the blanket term is fear. Mm-hmm. Fear is not needed for our survival. It used to be it's literally not needed. So a lot of times when fear comes up, you can acknowledge it, say thank you, but I don't need you, and you can move. If that doesn't do the trick, then there's something for you there to integrate. But you can tell when you're in blame, when you're not taking responsibility, if you're paranoid, if you're if you're angry, if you're what are some other symptoms? Jealous. Jealousy, yep. Um, and judgment. I mean there's depressed. Yeah, depressed, anxious. anxious. Those are all symptoms of of not being in your power. So really anytime you I think feel it's bad, any negative. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you feel negative, you're not you're giving your power away to something. Yeah. But it's always an opportunity for you to claim more power. So the first thing that I have all my clients do is change their relationship with fear and negativity so they're not judging it as bad. Yeah. I say, look, when a feeling comes up, if you break that word apart, the first word feel is a command word. It says feel, feel me. Yeah. And that's what it, all it wants. So when fear comes up, as long as you don't judge it, this is bad, I'm weak, especially mm. as a man. I shouldn't feel this way. I'm a baby. If I feel this way, I'm, I'm weak and I don't, I gotta be more manly. If you don't honor the feeling and simply acknowledge it, it will only get louder. Yeah. It's like a messenger on your door knocking, yeah. saying, I have a gift for you, but you're so afraid of letting that person in because it's unknown and yeah. it's on the other side of the door knocking, I have this gift for you. And you're just afraid. Oh God, here's, here comes the fear, which is really holding the gift and the lesson. And you go, no, don't, you know, I don't want you to come in. It's only going to get louder until you open it up. And then you open it up and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> right? So first is to not judge fear, pain, guilt, shame, anxiety, all this stuff as bad. Yeah. So how I do it, I've realized lately is I'll f- feel one of those feelings and now I make a bit of a joke out of it because it lightens it up. But I'm like, yeah. I'm just being human right now. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not in the flow and I just need to like feel it and let it release and tomorrow's a new day. I'll go mm-hmm. to bed, have a sleep and then I know it'll like yeah. Yeah. generally go away. So I'm like, tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. But today I feel like this. Yeah. And then let it go. So maybe perfect. that might help you guys out there as well. Yeah. I had this moment where I was first starting coaching and I thought a powerful coach was something that was always positive. Okay. Always be positive. And you hear this so many times. Mm. Be positive. The power of positive thinking and positive vibes only. I very much dislike that shirt. <laughs> Although I love positive vibes. The only part. Yeah. So I started realizing it's not about positivity. It's about openness. Mm. Am I open to feel whatever wants to be felt in the moment? Mm. And when you're open to feel, then you're not in no judgment. You're not in right or wrong. And you collapse duality which is mm. what keeps separation, uh, the experience of separation, which keeps us in ego, which mm. is I am this and like God is there or the universe is there and you are there. Well, We're people even say things like I am anxious. I am an anxious yeah. person. Yeah. Versus I'm experiencing yeah. anxiety. Yes. Like anxiety wants to be felt. So I'll, I'll, I had this moment where I was, I was wanting to be positive, but feeling very not positive mm-hmm. and then judging myself saying, who are you to? to coach and help people if you're feeling all negative. Mm. And then I had this another thought come in that was like, well, 
maybe this is this is for you. You have to learn here. And, and I was like, okay, what, what do I want to do? What's what's the high? And I'm asking myself this question 10 to 20 times a day. What's the most exciting thing I can do right now? What's the most exciting thing I can do right now with what's available to me, options, da, da, da. And I went on YouTube and I listened to this video. There's a point in this video. It said, this, this guy, he said, when emotion comes up, just say, oh, this. With no story or meaning. Just mm-hmm. acknowledge it. And I'm feeling all I'm feeling all this way. It's all pent up. I've been pushing it down for like the whole day. And I finally like just turn my awareness onto it and I go, Oh, this is here. Mm. This is here. With no good or bad, with no like declaration of, oh man, I'm gonna process this for the next ten hours. No, mm. no, nothing else, just oh this. And I was like, Oh, this. <laughs> Woo! And like it literally wiped away. And I felt so good. And I was like, wow, the lesson there was I just to feel what's there with no judgment. So that's been my philosophy now is like if something comes up, it's not good or bad. It just needs acknowledgement. Yeah. And it's always going to point you to a lie that you're believing in. So what you can do is you say, why, what must I be believing to be fearful in this moment? Well, I'm afraid that if I put this status out, I'm going to get rejected. So where's the lie? What was mm-hmm. lie here? Okay, well, if I get rejected, then that means usually whatever comes after what you're making it mean is the lie. Mm-hmm. Well, then that means my stuff's not valuable. Oh, really? So you're asking yourself, I asked two questions. Is that bad or, and is that true? Mm. Is it bad that my, that my stuff isn't valuable to these people? No. Why, why is that bad? Right? Mm-hmm. So there's some person right now doing a documentary on squirrels. It's not really valuable to me, but it's valuable to a lot of other people. You know, it doesn't mean it's not valuable in itself. Yeah. Is it true? Is it true in this moment that no one's going to receive it? No. This is literally a made-up thought of a reality that doesn't exist. That I'm like afraid they of. say, fear false evidence appearing real. Yeah. So you just have to get in this habit of bringing the light of your consciousness and awareness to what you're believing, mm. and as soon as you you see it, if it's a negative belief. It, it's by its nature is fall. It's a fallacy or it's a lie. So you just see it. You go, wait a second. I'm believing that. And in that moment, after you've let yourself feel the feeling, I'm feeling fear and I'm letting myself feel it. This is what I'm believing. You start creating distance between it. So mm. you say, wait a second. That's not. And it starts. The feeling starts going away. It starts creating distance. You go, that's not. That's not true. And then the, it's in that moment you reference your future self with the version of you that your high, your higher self, mm-hmm. or as I call it, your level ten self. How would my, what would my level 10 self do in this moment? And then you use your imagination and imagination is free from the chains of the past because it's, you can create from the new, mm. not memory, but okay, use my imagination. What would my higher self do right now? And then you do that. And it only takes a couple times before you start creating evidence and feedback in the world that mm. supports that new identity. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, this is who I am. This mm. is now I have a new normal. Yes, you know. that's great. So is this how you take your power back is my next question. Yeah, this is a huge part of it. I mean, yeah. I'd say the foundation of all my work, it's hard to, to pin it down to a foundation, but if I had to say that the foundation is integration. Okay. So you're integrating the ego self to align with your true self, mm-hmm. which knows who you are and how you serve. Yeah. I, I explain clarity as... Clarity is automatic unless there's something in the way that would make the clarity that you're seeking scary. Yeah, okay. So a lot of times we're like, I'm just not clear. Just please tell me what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. 
I'm going to help you clear out what's in the way that's cloaking your clarity because only you can tell yourself. So I can't say do this and do that. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God. Yes. And then, cause then you're going to keep your power in me. Yeah. Be dependent, which is, and most likely the action that you take, there's no way for me to know if it's actually aligned and it's, it's right for you. Um, because I can't feel what you feel as you do it. Is it fulfilling? I don't know. Is it make you excited? I, I can't tell. I can't feel that for you. Yeah. So clarity is something that is birthed from a place of love. Yeah. Right. When you're, when you know who you are and you're able to be present in the moment, you're like this open receptacle to ideas and inspiration and excitement. You're just, you're just calling it in. It's your ability to then act on it, which is the final piece that step by step, will create the clarity, mm. right? So claiming your power is anytime a symptom of the ego comes up to integrate that, to extract the lesson, to then become more clear on who you are and how you're mm. meant to serve and, and your purpose or your mission, yeah. right? Which really is, I'm, I don't want to throw a should in there, but it should be everyone's primary true north. Mm. What is the most fulfilling and exciting way I can live my life? Right, because that is the true resonance of their their soul signature. They come in like that as a baby, completely unlearned in the moment, so open, willing to feel anything, willing to feel, willing to just be in the moment. They have no concept of past or future. They're just living examples of some of a being that lives just from their heart. Yeah, and that's essentially what it's we're even like to. a dog as well. I like sometimes dog, yeah. look at dogs. And I think, I wonder what it's like being them. Like, they're yeah. so excited that they're going on a road trip with you and they have yeah. no idea where they're going. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I look at these yeah. dogs and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm in the car and got my head yeah. out. Yeah, you're like, we like, can be going to the pound. Yeah, they have no idea where they're going. But like, hell yes. Yeah. Like, I wonder how that feels. Like, yeah. that's what it's like every time a dog gets in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. But to take it even further, it's as you go through that process, when you can extract the gift that's kind of like the final step of, of integration is when you can bless the things that hurt you. So if you look at your past and you're like, wow, I went through this challenge and this is what I've learned. And now I'm going to use it in a positive way. Or I'm going to gift it to others because you've had that experience and no one else has. That's your true superpower mm-hmm. because you're sharing that unique experience, which birthed your unique perspective on that gift. So a lot of us have learned the same gifts, gifts of resilience, gifts of faith, gifts of um, following your excitement, gifts of discipline. We've learned a lot of the same gifts, but the way that we've learned them and our perspective on how we can communicate and give those to others, that is the superpower. And there's people watching this right now that if they wanted to, they can take one event in their life that most people would be debilitated by. Mm. And since they've healed from it and they're on the other side of it, They can build or create a uh, product, a movement, a tribe, a newsletter. They can create anything around that concept and help thousands of people that are still who they were six years ago Mm -hmm. when they were in the muck. Yeah. So a lot of us, we develop these gifts and the people we're meant to serve are almost like our past selves. They're like younger versions of us that are still struggling to be where we are now. Yeah. You know, or at least they're experiencing very similar things. So I, I have a master's degree in my own experience. Mm-hmm. And when someone is relating on such a powerful, in such a powerful way to an aspect of my experience, and they don't want to be there anymore, and they're they're frustrated, 
I know exactly how they feel. I know exactly mm-hmm. what they need, right? So I think everyone has the ability to be that for someone else, but you have to claim it. You can't be, I can't be in the shroud, in the darkness saying, I want to teach you guys how to get out of the darkness. Is that energetically you're in it still. Yeah. It will only attract to you more people that are in it. Yeah. So it's really about you being on the other side of these things that were challenging for you. Um, and everyone has in that way, the ability to create and give a superpower to others. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. I really love it. And you've briefly mentioned this now, but you mentioned to me intention over action. What does this mean? Yeah, so this is so good. (laughs) So we're so conditioned to do and achieve, and especially in the um, United States, it's like hustle, especially in California, hustle, grind, you know, all this stuff. Doing is the most minuscule part of actually manifesting and creating mm-hmm. your reality. So when we put all the effort on doing, a lot of times we're actually in scarcity and fear and in fight or flight because we think if we're not doing, something's bad. Mm-hmm. Something we're behind. Mm. My invitation to everyone watching is look around. What's, what are you behind? <laughs> you know, like actually take this, some of this stuff it. literal, but I feel so behind. <laughs> what are you behind? I can't see anything. Uh, 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 or, well, if I don't act, uh, uh, there's going to be a problem. Where's the problem right now? Mm. Show me the problem. Very rarely is there a problem in front of us or are we behind anything? Yeah. You I know? love that. <laughs> Very rarely. So doing is so human. It's so, we just have to do, 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 physical, physical, physical. Being is 10 times more important because you can do, 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 and you can be the best architect in the world. And you're doing, doing, but you're in such this pace, a uh, place of fear and scarcity and depression that you're gonna go. You can go to and a business exhausted. and exhaustion. Uh. That number one, it, you're gonna self destruct. It won't work. Your biology won't support it. Now you get sick. You're gonna get sick, um, and you'll you'll show up to a meeting, and people that aren't on that level will look at you, and they will see everything you do. They'll see everything you say, but all of it will be discounted because of how they you make them feel. Mm. so everything will be discounted it all that matters is how you make other people feel and that is associated with the vibration that you're emitting the energy Mm. and the emotion that you're emitting that's most important especially as we start evolving in our consciousness everyone's so sensitive right this whole empath movement everyone's an empath now and they are (laughs) and it's true they are yeah you'll see it (laughs) everyone's an empath all that that means is the collective is getting more sensitive and there's less to hide so just trying to do and, and, and like prove, prove and achieve, achieve, if you're not aligned with that, if that's not lighting you up and fulfilling you, people aren't going to want to be around you anymore. Mm. Another example is if I think I want to be um, one of my favorite teachers, I'm blanking on his name, mentioned this and it, it uh, was such a paradigm shift for me. It said, if you're helping a little old lady across the street, just so you just to fulfill what you think you need to do to be a good person and get some good and so you can so you can show it on instagram and be like look i'm helping dorothy (laughs) then that's not nothing's gonna happen your your being your being level doesn't change you're not really evolving personally you're just kind of doing something from an empty kind of place i agree versus i didn't have to think about whether to do it or not there's actually no thought and I, I just, it wasn't the next logical step. 
mm-hmm. amongst my excitement. Like I'm walking across the street, I see this person, I recognize the divinity within them, they need help, I have the capacity, I do it, I keep moving on with my day, I'm, more, I'm not more special or more holy yeah. than anyone else. So that's when it's just part of who you are. Then you don't need the recognition. So from a being place, you come off more confident, more certain, more whole, and you're more in flow. And that's those. That's all the secret sauce of any successful person. When I say successful, I mean someone that is very aligned and fulfilled with what they do, and they exist in abundance and good health and good relationships. Mm. I also think the secret to manifestation is actually the intention. If the mm-hmm. intention's not pure, I don't yep. think you're actually going to manifest, or yep. you manifest it very slow. But the if the intention is pure and not yep. selfish, yep. it's lightning quick. Yeah, and most of us we will our intention will be so results driven it'll be Mm. okay i want to make ten thousand dollars then you figure out now how will i do it then it's like the first opportunity that jumps out to you to make ten thousand dollars you'll do it regardless of if it's exciting for you or not Mm. well my goal is just to do that so and it's about getting to a place where you're more concerned i'm just using money because it's measurable yeah when you're more concerned with how you make your money versus how much money you make Exactly. I say no to business all the time as yeah. a publicist. Yeah. And, you know, I've even decided, like, I work on films that I mm-hmm. will not represent horror films anymore is mm-hmm. a decision I've made just a couple of months ago because wow. I feel like that puts negative energy yeah. into the world and I'm not going to play a part of that. And I right. don't care how much the budget is, how much someone wants to pay for right. me to do it. I'm not helping mm. horrors. Yeah. Thrillers like Get Out, which is my favourite, it had a lot of political stuff on that. That's cool because it's just a different way to deliver a message. But horrors where everyone's just freaking out and scared, (laughs) all that's doing is making people feel fear. And I'm like, I do not support fear. Uh, So, so, But it can be scary at times saying no because you're like, oh, my God, but if that's the only way for me to make money is that, no, something else will come along. Yeah. So it's interesting that you said that because someone can go to a horror movie and legitly take that fear and bring it into their home and they hear someone around the corner and they get freaked out Mm. lights go off they get freaked out they could hold on to that belief their whole life another person could go see that face the fear in the movie and transcend the fear and then come back and actually process fear that they've been wanting to process at the movie and the movie was their permission slip to feel fear but be safe in a seat and not have oh, to do very it. very different way to right? not Should have I to be do doing it. PR for these <laughs> <No>. films? I <laughs> don't know. Damn it, I just said no to so much money. <laughs> oh, man. So other people, they go in there because on a, on a being level, their being is saying, look, don't be afraid to feel fear. I'm going to set you up in an environment with all of your friends with some popcorn and some water or a Coke or whatever to make yeah. you feel comfortable, give you a little buzz. And sit in this comfy seat, and you're going to experience fear. But at any minute, you can look around and be like, I'm safe, I'm safe. Yeah, and they can okay. take that as permission into the world and say, man, that movie was scary as hell. I could feel this. I could let myself process this. So it's really, like again, the movie has no power over the mm. people. How they're perceiving and using the experience of the movie, that is what's going to dictate Such a different way to look at it. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) And because this podcast is focused on dating, sex, relationships and love, I just Mm -hmm. want to tie everything into this as our last question. In your opinion, how can we play big when it comes to dating and relationships? Mm. Two things, and they're very very much the same. I'm just going to combine one. Transparency is the biggest thing Mm -hmm. in the relationship. I use the analogy of a dog. So... We talked about dogs earlier. Yeah, I love dogs. (laughs) The way that you act around a dog 
if you can't act like that around a person, then there's something there. Okay. So a dog, I could walk around in my underwear singing and dancing and doing cartwheels and being ridiculous because I know the dog is still going to love me yeah. unconditionally. I can, um, I can do whatever I want. I could just be me entirely. Mm-hmm. So my kind of foundation of a relationship is two people that help each other be more of who they really are. Yeah. That means they're constantly poking and triggering aspects of themselves that are not representative of who they are so they can be integrated and and cleared so mm-hmm. more of them, them can they themselves can emerge so a dog back to the dog if if you if the dog comes in the room and you're doing your thing dog leaves and your partner comes in and you don't continue in doing doing all your weirdness in the same exact way without a thought or a feeling in your body there's something there yeah right so that's like the foundation like be like how you are with a dog with how you are except for the other stuff yeah (laughs) yourself how you would be in the relationship yeah and then it's about really not having fear around your own fear Mm -hmm. and being able to express that with your partner but it, it would be really helpful if you're not already at a place where you can be honest with yourself about what you're afraid of and express it with other people to create an agreement I'm not a huge fan on, on agreements because I, I feel like it's a very old paradigm. I'll agree to be this way for you if you agree to be this way for um, me. Yeah, right. Control, control, control. Yeah. But if you say something like, you know what? I just want to let you know. If you're ever afraid, insecure, anxious, or anything, I'm never going to judge or blame you or hold that against you or resent you for you expressing that. Ever. Yeah. So if they know they're safe to express themselves and you don't invalidate it. I hear this so much time, so many times from men. Well, you should, shouldn't be upset at that. It's not a big deal. That is the worst thing you could say. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Really? Are you in their body feeling what they're feeling? Because to them, it could be the end of the freaking world, right? Because that they could have learned when they were eight years old that they were a piece of crap because they were left at a bus stop for just 10 minutes too long and their eight-year-old brain said anytime someone's late i'm abandoned and you could have been 10 minutes late and it triggers this deep abandonment issue that's still not integrated and then you're judging them for it so then they have this self-talk that says not only am i abandoned but no one wants to listen to me i I, i'm and i'm not safe to express myself so they have to feel so validated in all that they are, all of their expression all the time. You have to make it so safe for them. And all you do is you don't judge them for it. And yeah, you don't so take it personal. Yeah, women really need to listen to this, actually. And I'm really here to support the men a lot yeah. because I feel like there is a lot out there for women and we're very good at expressing ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but yeah. men tend to clam up. Yeah and not express themselves because they feel like they need to be manly and they can't be vulnerable and it's not masculine and whatever. And then women are constantly like, he clamps up, he won't Mm -hmm. open up, he won't talk to me, Mm -hmm. da-da-da-da. And then finally the moment he does open up and share how he feels, he gets judged and attacked and everything. And then in that moment he learns that he should never do that again because that was a negative reaction and he doesn't want that. And women he will never open up again. <laughs> so <laughs> you just successfully created what you don't want. So yeah. we really yeah. need to 
I, I feel make it really safe for our mm. men to start to open up because I feel yeah. like men really do need to heal yeah. now yeah. and be yeah. able to have uh, balanced masculine and feminine energy and mm-hmm. it's okay for you to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's okay for you to be scared. It's yeah. okay for you to feel this and that your woman doesn't judge you but she right. holds you up and supports you in that moment. Right, right. This came through the other day and it was what to do when your partner lies to you. Mm-hmm. So... My partner lied to me and then they were telling me about it. Most of the time, the person that was lied to, if I was lied to, I would take it personal. Mm -hmm. I'd say, I don't trust you anymore. Mm -hmm. This is old paradigm, old paradigm. Throw that out. Someone lying to you, and this is bold, has nothing to do with how much you should trust them, especially when they're telling you. Because this person's gonna lie, if they lied to me and then they're saying, look, I I lied and I wanna tell you about it, or you catch them in it. Yeah. The root of their lie is they were afraid to tell you the truth mm-hmm. because they had some sort of definition that said, if I tell you the truth, I'm going to be less loved. I'm going to be pushed away. It's going to validate that I'm a piece of crap. Yeah. There's something under that. Yeah. So when you're judging them for lying, you're saying they are a piece of crap. You're saying they, they, they should be afraid of that. You're validating their ego self. Yeah. You're saying, yeah, those negative beliefs, they're fucking true. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing you can do. But it always comes from a place of you taking it personal. Yeah. Which that's the number one thing in relationships. Don't take it personal. How What they do or say or what they believe has nothing to do with your worth. This is back to the identity. Identify with the divine. You are this powerful being. You're not this personality that needs a partner to be loved and valuable. So if you really know that and someone lies to you, what you should do is just love them. Love them. That's it. You, they, you need to give them what they're lacking which sparked the lie Mm. or their need to lie. Mm. So someone may be, you know, I just felt this and that. All they need is unconditional support, you listening and saying, I forgive you for the lie. It doesn't matter to me. You can lie to me all you want. Or you can tell me the truth. Either way, I love you. Mm. That's it. They'll never lie again. Mm. Never, ever, ever. That's incredible. You know, and like you can take that with whatever they do, yeah. whatever they do. If, if you love them unconditionally, if they're loved unconditionally through all of their pain and their self-destructive behavior and addictions, whatever it may be, if they're just loved by you unconditionally through that, you're going to be a powerful source of healing for them. And do you want to be a source of healing or a source of judgment? Because mm. most relationships is a source of judgment and control. Yeah. You should be like this or that. And if you're not, we're done. Which then shows you don't really love them, like you're no. saying, because if you really love someone, you're not going to judge them or try to control them right. and try to help heal them yeah. and help them grow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. Let's help people heal and grow mm-hmm. instead of judge. And thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. You have just listened to Our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted to our next episode. Connect with us via Twitter. And if you have any questions, please email my question at ourdeepestsecretsrevealed.com. Help us get the word out there and email a friend or two today about this episode. You can go over to iTunes and share the episode directly to a friend via a tweet, Facebook Messenger share, or post it to your profile. Otherwise, you can copy the link and email it. Thank you so much for sharing. Until next time, keep shining enjoyed this episode of our deepest secrets reveal head over to itunes to subscribe rate and leave a review it's like leaving a tip and really appreciate it thank you